Welcome to the Appalachian Timber Ghost Outdoor Adventures Podcast. We're going to talk hunting, fishing, and everything outdoors. So pull up a seat and enjoy our campfire stories. Thanks for joining us. Hey guys, thanks for joining me again. Guess where I'm at. <laughs> All right, so uh, got to get out kayak fishing the other day with my man Tyler up on Crooked Lake, Avril Park, New York. Had a bunch of nasty storms, man. A lot of roads were closed up there. Even just the one side, one end of the lake was just full of debris. It's like unreal. I've talked about it in the last couple of podcasts. It's just ridiculous the way the weather's been. It's like on the on the plus side, I haven't had to water my garden in weeks. But at the same time, the free time I have outside of work, if I was to be able to get an hour or two, it's not happening. Thunderstorms. Even today, they're saying. Uh, Thunderstorms, flood, flood watch is like a thing that's just like normal to see on my warnings. So, but yeah, it was good times. Got out in the second time out in the kayak, um, and not being like you know, uh, being that it is my first kayak I've ever owned. Second time out, boy, you just certain lessons learned. Definitely, uh, it's an experience. I think I've probably talked about it before. I was wondering whether I should put a crate on it or not, and I was definitely leaning towards not because of the fact you really can't turn around at, uh, you know, when you're on the water. But the one thing, like, when I went to Tyler's house, he, he has this one-man old-town pack canoe and, uh, you know, everything, he took everything out in one shot. And even at that, I don't even think I, the lesson was learned. Until, like, we were probably packing up. But, yeah, it was uh, certain things, you know, that way I had set up going out. I even, at one point, I have a couple of leashes I brought for my fishing rods and uh, the way I set up everything before I went out in the water the side that I only have one rod holder as for now but I'm gonna I bought another Scotty flush mount I'm gonna install on the kayak but the thing that happened was I set the stupid pole up for the for the left side, my my rod is holders on the right. So I was trying to cross my body with the leash. I was all screwed up. So I had to do that when I was out in the water. So it's going to take a while. I see. You know, I thought by you know. I thought the first time I figured it all out. <laughs> yeah, not even remotely. But a lot a lot of stuff learned. I actually uh, bought a buoy, too, and uh, 
I got to get my anchor trolley going. You know, for if it's windy or whatever. It was it was a little bit windy, not awful at all. Like I've been out in the water and you know I've been I've seen wind, but it was enough where I probably could have got away with an anchor. Being that we're bass fishing, you kind of want to stay in one spot for a couple minutes and cast at different locations. But I had bought this buoy because one thing I've learned from some of the videos, and I was even telling Tyler about it, and he was kind of like, "Huh." <laughs> You know, they say, like, uh, you shouldn't, you should have a quick disconnect for your anchor. Because, like, let's say tide or even a large fish, you're anchored in and that thing pulls you. It'll, it'll, it'll topple you over. It'll sink you into the water, flip you over. So I have a dive reel, but I wanted to make sure that the buoy that I bought, you know, I wouldn't throw the, disconnect the anchor in the dive reel the next thing the dive reel was heavy enough where it would pull my buoy down and it was like almost like you might as well not have a buoy so before I got in the water I tested that out it worked awesome so now I could uh, get the anchor trolley deal going and if something God forbid does happen I can disconnect from the dive reel and uh, it'll float I can come back to it later on. So between the leashes and the anchor, plus I, I bought all my, uh, I bought this little kit. It's got the fish gripper in it, uh, pliers, a fish hook remover. And uh, it was funny too, because only two of the items came with the leashes. They're, you know, I guess they're meant for kayaks. But sweet little, sweet little kit. I think it was like 16 bucks on Amazon. But that being said, with the uh, fish gripper not having its own thing, I kind of tied it off to the uh, the pliers. And I was like, you know what? When I go mess with the pliers, it's going to be hanging. But that's all I got for now till I figure out if I want to buy a separate leash for that but that's here's the deal you know like one thing I'm, I'm realizing is like how many leashes do I need off a kayak at one point it's like you almost wonder should I just let the stuff go overboard when I flip it <laughs> so but I don't you don't want that but the thing is I've got everything up front with me for easy access but I like I said I got all these leashes all over and but, you know, I don't want to flip this thing over either and have all this stuff that I could possibly get wrapped up in either. So there's a lot going through my head, a lot of great ideas on YouTube. So now I'm back to the uh, the crate idea. Just, you know, maybe I want to mount it and maybe I can get to the pliers and stuff like that easy, easy enough where I can... Uh, I'll do the crate thing. It's all up in the air. Like I said, you know, I'm learning. Even just forgetting stuff, you know. Like Tyler was talking about a backpack to me at work. And uh, it's like I have a backpack, but it's more set up for when I take my boat out. You know, it's got a lot of stuff, a lot of essential stuff. But now you're back to, like, now I've got a backpack on a kayak, and if I flip it over, it's just now another leash, more weight. 
trying to be minimalist with this whole thing. But at the same time, like, uh, you know, I have my insect repellent slash um, sunscreen, the bullfrog, in that pack. So it's like I kind of need that stuff on the kayak. Tyler had it in the... After I'm watching him with his little uh, solo canoe, I'm like, wow, those things are sweet. And I guess it's it's a discontinued model. It's only 33 pounds, man. I'm like, wow. I think my kayak might be more than that. But they don't make it anymore. He was telling me the story about it yesterday at work. I guess the company who made, the, you know, the actual, I forget what the hell the name of it is now. I always brain fart with stuff like this on this podcast. And like I said, the problem with me just doing it in my car is like I don't have any show notes in front of me. I just kind of got to shoot from the hip. But um, maybe I'll touch on it again on another podcast. But see, I can't write this down to remind myself either. Yeah, I guess he was saying the company went out of business. And I guess it was their patent. So now, like, if you were to buy that solo uh, canoe, it's 47 pounds, which still isn't awful. Probably the same way as my, my kayak. I have to look into that. But... The thing is, it's he can stand up in it. He can have all his gear in it. I mean, granted, a canoe, you can still flip it over. But I guess you're not as worried about tying stuff off. Like, even at the end, when I, I, his, uh, where, he, where he actually launches, there's a beach. So it was nice coming up onto nice sand. That was sweet. But it's funny. Um... You know, my kayak's wide enough where it's like when I have to get out of it, to straddle it's kind of tough. I'm not one of these flexible dudes. Maybe I should get back to yoga. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, um, I can see where now the uh, assist to get up and up in the kayak would be a major thing. I'm not brave enough to try to. I've seen guys with the lifetime kayak uh, stand up in it. And you definitely need the assist from the front. But I, I'm not brave enough for that yet. I need to, like, get my kayaking skills down. Even rough water, man. I'm, I'm like, I don't know. I'm, I'm definitely not, I don't think, up for the river yet. Something that's tidal and very, with big, you know, barges and tankers going through. Yachts. I just don't know if I'm up to, the, up to it yet. It's funny too, uh, you know. I was—I think I said this on the last podcast. Like, there's obviously kayaks made for the sea, and even like these uh, Hobies and Jacksons. I wonder what the width is on those things. They're pretty wide. They seem very stable. So, I think that's where you could be vulnerable up on a sit on top.
But yeah, we caught a couple bass out there. It was a good time. Beautiful weather conditions. It's the first time the sun was out in God a week. But another thing too, uh, when I bought the kayak, I did a lot of research on all different kayaks, sub five hundred dollars. And that's the thing too. I, I totally get like you get what you pay for. But I wasn't going to go out buy an expensive kayak and then never use it. Sorry about the pause there. I'm going for my coffee. So the one thing they said on a lot of reviews was take the paddle and throw it in the garbage. They were like, first hack, throw it, throw the paddle in the garbage. <laughs> it's like, and it's funny, not being that I'm like a first-time kayaker, you know, first-time owning one. You don't know the difference. I went out the first time and I, I paddled quite a bit. And of course I'm going to have like, you know, my arms are going to be tired and something I've never done before, you know. You're learning on the fly. But Tyler had bought a 280 bending branches uh, paddle. And that's because, you know, what he was saying, because you're using a kayak paddle on a, on a canoe, you kind of hit the sides. And I actually have that issue. I don't know if it's... I mean, I, I don't see where my height would have anything to do with it. It's probably just... It, it could, though. It probably could. I definitely hit the sides with, with the kayak paddle on this. Um, so he let me actually use his uh, paddle to try it out. And just in the short term, I only used it for a couple minutes, you know. But didn't hit the sides of the kayak, and it was effortless. It's almost like you're only really paddling from your elbow down. It was nice. But I think for the most part, with the exception if something pops up and I'm like, I really need that now. Like, the paddle is definitely not going to be on my list to buy this year. Because I don't want to wish my summer away, but I was, was thinking, like, the next big ticket item I'd buy for fishing going to be an ice hub. Because uh, I definitely want to hit the ice hard and heavy this year. So that should be cool. But definitely, you know, I almost bought the bought the paddle right out of the gate. I discussed it with the boss, you know. I, I usually throw a lot of big ticket items that I'm buying financially around my wife. And she told me to buy the paddle at the beginning. I probably should have. But at the same time, the paddle I was looking for at the beginning, I believe was, and it was bending branches, I think. But it was only 100 bucks. And Tyler said his was 180. So I'm sure there's something to it with as far as being light. Another thing too, like I'm I'm big into like you know, I guess it's because of hunting and stuff. I'm big into buying stuff that's 
you know, blends in. Like, I love olive drab, like, kind of stuff. Khaki greens. And, uh, but I just watched a video this week and they were talking about when you buy the paddle, it should probably be orange because, like, if, if I, like, and I will probably be out the river at one point with other boaters, you can use it as, like, a flag to be like, yo, I'm over here. And I was watching while Tyler was paddling. There's definitely a good contrast against the water and the background and the sky and all that. So, as much as I'm like, don't want that day glow orange kind of deal going on, you got to think safety. So, I'm probably going to buy that. You know, I was trying to think like, oh, stealth with the fish underwater. And, but, I mean, safety is more important. I don't want to get run over by a stupid boater. Yeah, that's it for the for the most part with that. I'm trying to think, you know, anything else I was thinking of with the kayak. Oh yeah, extenders off the the Scotty mounts. I'm looking at that now because I see where when you have the rod and your legs are almost pinned in, and I saw that on a video. This guy kayak hacks. He talked about that. And I was like, I wonder if I flipped over. And you had both rods in. That could get a little sketchy. I'd have to keep... See, now that I'm thinking about it, I have to keep it in mind and keep cool. That's a big thing is keeping cool when bad stuff happens. So now that I've recognized what could be an issue, um, I just got to remain calm. I guess if you flip over, grab a good breath of air. <laughs> but that was one thing. The leash was another. And getting at the end, like I said, when I was taking... That's the thing, too. When you flip the kayak over on its side to carry it out, you know, if I'm not using my wheels that I got, even with the, the, the leashes on, like all those pliers and stuff, it's going to... You know, be dangling. So I got to think think of something that I, maybe I could mount something to it to hold a lot of stuff in place. But for the most part, I think I'm just going to have it all to one tether, cut down on the tethers, and uh, at the end take them out, put them on on the crate, and where I can just one shot right to the car with most of my. Maybe it might not be one shot, but. It's definitely going to save one trip. So, that being said. So, I was talking about a loan. And like I said, not to take anything away. I probably couldn't even do as well as a lot of the people that go out. And it's like, it's more of a constructive criticism, I think. From what I've noticed from looking at the last season. Like that I would take from it that if I was stuck in the woods for long term, what would I do? But uh, hopefully I, I, I... Yeah, so that being said, I watched last night's Thursday's episode. 
and I thought somebody was going out this episode. Because they show you these little sneak peeks, you know, people freaking out, or, and I thought this girl was going to tap out because of a bear. The bear kind of, like, was curious, and I get it, man. You know what? I can't blame her. It's sketchy as hell, man. It is infested with grizzly bears where they're at. So it adds that that aspect of danger for sure. And here's the deal. Like, th- this is where I give them props. Like, if you, if she, you know, on the fairness side, if she was to tap out, I probably couldn't say anything because of the fact it's not like, well, I have my 44 Magnum here, but I'm scared. I'm tapping out. Then I'd be like, oh, forget about it. Should have been on the show. So, like, hindsight, I thought about that, and I was like, you know what? You got a stupid thing of bear spray, a horn, and uh, something that, like, makes a loud noise. And there was one guy, he, he hit that thing a couple times, and that bear was not even spooked. So you could have been, like, shooting at the bear, and that thing was like, yeah, whatever, bro. <laughs> Finally, it went away. It was like, holy shit. But I thought she was tapping, man, because she was talking. Like I said, I've talked about this. Once they start talking about their families and being, I get. It. I guess you can. I'll give you the the mulligan on that one. But still, you know, I think if you're talking about it a lot, I think that's that kind of goes back to the. Uh, it gives you that quicker edge to tap out. But I'm still seeing this the trend of not eating. <clears throat> The guy from Idaho was back at it. He was trying to fish. Has deer. He, he kind of calculated out. He did cure his meat. Smart move. Had bear around. Lucked out on not having the bear raid his smokehouse. But uh, he was fishing and he fished. This guy's doing what I would do. You're putting the time in doing it. He was out there a long time. Didn't catch anything. So he was bummed. He was like, yeah. He was kind of not shocked by it, but man, that sucks. But the thing is, like some of these people that they're sitting around talking about stuff and not really putting the time in, ridiculous. One girl like talks about it a lot, and I'm, I was wondering about it, but she does have snares, so snares are like a working thing in progress, twenty four seven. So she did finally get a a, 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 a rabbit. But I will say, like, wherever they were last season, they had snowshoe hares. So when you catch one of those, you know, you're you're catching something that's sizable. This girl caught a cottontail. It looked smaller. Um, so that's probably going to be, like, maybe two meals. But when she was eating, like, the heart and stuff, she was like, oh, my God, it's so good. <laughs> yeah, she was definitely at a point where she's like, oh, I'm starving. And that's not good. Other guy, at the beginning, man, I thought it was nonsensical, but he's from Alaska, so I give him credit. Uh, He built a canoe. (laughs) I was like, this guy's hardcore. But you know what? He went out fishing again in it, and he was killing the fish, one after the other. I mean, why I say that, but he might only caught a couple, but still. It seemed quick, you know, like he was just into the fish. And it was like, wow. 
this canoe thing. Brilliant. And it's probably going to prove to be great when, like, it's in that in-between state where it's icing up, where you can't go out to break up the ice where you could cast a, a line. So you'll be done for a bit. You know, you have to have something till it really freezes good, you know, and you can walk on ice. And even at that sketchy. One of the girls, she went out and uh, she made, like, this little... She called it a raft. It was more like a boogie board. She was in the water. And something happened with her fishing line. She had untangle and she had major issues. Um, she almost got the hypothermia thing going on. It was it was pretty bad, actually. Her blood pressure hit to the point where, you know, it wasn't good. She was really... She knew it afterwards. She was like, I kind of lucked... I, you know, I dodged the bullet there with that one. But uh, the crazy part was she actually got burned from the fire trying to warm up. She showed her legs. It was all red from, you know, uh, being burned. <laughs> you know, she was so numb. She didn't realize what the damage she was doing. But it was one thing or the other. Like she said, it was a small price to pay than death. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I get that. I guess you'll do certain things. I thought it was a really risky move. It's one thing you're in and out of the water, but, you know, she was in there 35 minutes, I believe. That's a long time. But nobody tapped. I got my ideas on who, who might be going. Not to be, it's not a sexist thing, but I think it's going to be one of the women. On the particular group they showed. See, that's the thing, too, I've noticed with the uh, with the show is, like, if they have ten people, they're kind of going back and forth. Like, one episode will be about these five, the next episode. So you're kind of catching the first week of them staying within two weeks worth of, you know, uh, watching the show. But now they're down to five people. So, I think they're kind of showing everybody now. So, I, you know, I think it might be one of the women. Because um, one of them definitely hasn't eaten at all. Uh, so, I think that's going to be a huge factor. And she... She wasn't like a, you know, she was very fit to begin with, so I don't think her body's going to have much fat to live off of. I think she's going to have, she's going to start having that effect where, like, you know, your body's, like, she literally starts shutting down. Kind of like that fellow last year. You start stumbling around, you can't think, you're like a babbling idiot. She's talking about fishing, but she's not getting enough. I don't think she's getting the fishing in. That one girl, I thought she might be the one, but at least she's got snares. She did, she just got a rabbit. So, and the one girl, uh, kind of funny. See, this is the part, man. You know, it's all, you know, even a lot of shows, like they talk about pickers being set up. I get it. You got to kind of have the, uh, where it's kind of set up, you know scripted as you would say 
the girl starts panicking. She thinks she's lost. I started thinking it was a fake scene. Tears in the, you know, it was a crocodile tears. Here's the deal. It snowed. You idiot. Turn around, look at your footprints and follow it back. She started, I want to be home right now. I want to be home. Look at the footprints in the snow, you idiot. Or were you that freaked out where you, you were lo- literally weren't thinking? She might be the one going home. Maybe it's, you know, here's the deal. I talked about food. She may be the one. Maybe she's experiencing this already where the brain's not th- shutting, shutting your organs down. Your brain's starting to go. She's babbling like an idiot. But she made it back. Oh, all of a sudden, then she's oriented. Oh, there's the lake. I get to the lake shore, and she found it. But at the same time, like, there's like four inches of snow on the ground, you idiot. Turn around and follow your, foot, you know, your footprints back. So that's where I started wondering about the scripted part. Even as far as, like, certain things they find. I know certain, they've all seemed to have found something. And it was almost like something that would be critical to life, you know, life survival skills. So does the show ahead of time plan to one thing? I wonder. I mean, granted, is always going to be kind of, uh, I guess, um, signs of humans where they've been there before, but certain things, I don't know. One guy found a bag. Had holes in it, but still, it's a bag. I'm sure you can do something with it. Girl found a glass bottle. So it's interesting, you know, you almost start that. Now I'm starting to wonder about certain items they find. Was it like the show kind of throwing you a freebie? But at the same time, you're going to, you know, script it in where it's like, look what I found. <laughs> you know, the one girl did find a bear trap, a big like kind of bear it was wild man thing was huge but then it was like it was funny she was like man I should probably pay attention to where I'm walking because god forbid like there's something set and you walk into that and you get that thing on your leg oh man forget about it that won't be good that'll make you tap out in a hurry but I think I might have my suspicions about who might drop next Especially that that incident with the getting lost. If it wasn't scripted, girl, you got issues. And the eating thing. I don't think she's putting enough time into it. Because I think they all have a bow. Scout, man. You know, be out there scouting stuff. But, granted, the more more ground you cover, the more chance you're going to run into a grizzly bear, so... There's that too. It's sketchy. I gotta give them. Like I said, I give them all props. I don't take away. I, I like I said, I like to call it constructive criticism. I might not even last as long as they did. And I admit that. I'm not at all saying like, oh, I take that 500 grand out of the. Nah, it, I'm not saying that at all. I, I admitted to the last podcast. I I can say I've never even made a uh, a fire from scratch. So, but granted, I'd, you know, I'd have one of those sticks, you know, so I think I could handle that. I got to try it, man. I do. I got to put the effort in and try to do it. 
that's the one thing, like I was saying about, like, you know, I don't take anything away from the tropical thing either. Because, like, when stuff's wet, you know, like, oh, man, if you're in, like, a rainforesty kind of a deal, that would suck. That, I, I can honestly say, you know what? I probably have no game as far as surviving there. Even, like, the Northern Terror, like, the mushrooms they're grabbing, like, I have friends, man, that, that a couple of them on Facebook, man, they're eating mushrooms, and I'm like, one of them I thought I saw at work. So I'm like, a ton at my job. And it was funny, I'm looking at this one, I'm like, man, it, <laughs> this is where you can go majorly wrong. But I was thinking, that thing looks edible. And one of my friends posted a picture, they cooked up these mushrooms with uh, venison steak, backstrap. I gotta say, man, it looked like those mushrooms. But once again, when these people are picking the mushrooms, you know, they, they throw those little like uh, tidbits of information on, in text on the screen. And they were talking about this certain kind of mushroom. But I guess, you know, here's the deal. If I was like to like classify a mushroom, I would classify it, but then be like, anything under this would be, like, edible. But they were saying, like, oh, no, this family of mushrooms, there's also ones that are very toxic. You know, so it's like, oh, man. Maybe they should declassify things. Put them into different categories. Like you say, this kind, anything in the family should be edible. I don't know. I don't know because I don't know mushrooms. And that's why I probably would see a ton of mushrooms on these shows and would steer clear for for safety purposes. You know, oh, this one suspiciously looks like this kind. <laughs> you know, I ate it next day. I'm cramping up. I'm on the verge of either dying or just, like you say, you're sick enough where you're just like, I'm done. Yeah, I'm just, I'm suspect to that, that mushroom stuff. I guess I always think back to that movie, Into the Wild, where here's a dude who, you know, had a good bit of knowledge on what was out there, what he was eating. I think he even had a book, man, like to identify stuff. And he, that's what killed the kid, man, you know? Ate the wrong berry or whatever the hell. Suspiciously looked like this. And he died. That's crazy, man. That's why I'm... Even the other day, Tyler took me around this place and he had blueberries. And, and I look at them. I'm not even doubting it. But I, I'm funny with that shit, man. Because, like, certain blueberries, they look like those berries that come on hemlock. Ha <laughs> ha, yeah. It's like, nah, I'm good, man. Unless that some bitch is a raspberry. I'm probably steering clear of those little round berries. What was the other one, too, that's kill you? Japanese baneberry. Yeah. No, thanks. Kind of looks like a blueberry b before it's ripe. Nah. <laughs> but that would... that See, that's the thing that probably make me tap out. Because I wouldn't have any kind of food because I'd probably be wanting to steer clear of certain things. I think blueberry's safe to say. I'm not sure if there's any... I, you know what? I'm going to do some research. i got to remember that. Show note. When I go back and listen to this podcast, I got two show notes. 
That's all I have to do. I'll have to use my podcast as the uh, show note. I'll have to go back and listen to my podcast and uh, catch stuff off of it so I don't forget. Oh, you know what the thing? I See, I'm going back now. I'm going to stick with the long thing, but I think it was Roylex. That was the name of the canoe, uh, the material that was made with. Man, can't they get that uh, patents end after so many years, man, right? They need to get that patent. What the hell do they make Roylex out of? Anyways, back to alone. So, yeah, I, I told you the last podcast, I'm probably going to utilize this as part of the show. Because I'm fascinated by it. You know, like like I said, it's nothing. I'm not dogging on these people. It's constructive criticism. And it's kind of like a bracket. I, I think I explained that. It's kind of like a you know, Super Bowl bracket. You're, you're just picking things. Who's going to drop out? And if they do, like, what, what did I see? Like, what did I read into it? The first two people, I called it. One, I think, was because... Uh, Partially because of where they were from, and now you're you're taking on a northern territory where you're used to being in flip flops and shorts your whole year round. The military guy definitely uh, kind of surprised me. I got to say that because he talked the talk at the beginning, and that's one thing I I, I want to go back and look at the first couple of episodes to see like I was I think you know to see if the guy from Idaho was actually talking the talk or do you go into it kind of like uh, modestly I would do modest because by no means do I claim to be this amazing survivalist how do you say that if you've never even built a fire from scratch but I think even if you have the skills, I think there's a, a point to where maybe what you said is kind of on the cocky side. I don't know. Or maybe it's got some truth to it, but you got to be careful what you say. Like I said, the guy I got a deer from Idaho, and uh, he was still like, I got to get back out there. And that's the, that's the way I would be. If I'm going to be taught yapping away to the camera, I'm going to be casting the line at the same time. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I think a lot of times what I did notice, in fairness to the people, too, is when you're laying in bed, I think sometimes it's like early in the morning and just waking up. So I'll give him the benefit of the doubt with that. But I know the one dude, I think he went back into the tent and he was like talking to the camera. You know, it's like, you should be out there fishing and hunting. But it's going to be interesting. I know this guy's on the deer at this point. I don't know if there's limits they got to go by. Um, it's interesting to show. Like, I would love to know because I, I, you know, I've seen where they say, "Oh, because of, you know the local res- regulations," you know. But you know, these people are trying to to survive. I guess if you can't do it within the regulations, you're done. Like, you have to buy a permit, you know, like, as we have a hunt. Let's say, like, they're like, we're going upstate New York. You know, you got to go by the right. But then again, I mean, we get enough tags with our, you know, if you figure either sex. If you got two deer, you should be good for three months. You would think. 
Well, I think I'm going to wrap it up there. Guys, thanks for joining me. And uh, I guess we'll see you next time. Peace out. Check us out. Appalachian Timber Ghost Outdoor Adventures. Instagram, Facebook. Actually did put out some of the uh, my little kayaking adventure. Tyler sent a couple cool pictures to me the other day of washed out roads in the area of Crooked Lake. Check them out. Alright guys, peace this out. This episode of Appalachian Timber Ghost Outdoor Adventures Podcast is brought to you by Wild Kingdom Soap. Check us out on Instagram and Facebook. Uh-huh.